Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Good morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed be your name, Lord. Your name above all names. We come to you with all gratitude in our heart for all the blessings, for all your grace that you have poured on our life. Even when we don't see it, even when we don't know it, even when we don't feel it, you are still working for us. Your mercy is still renewed for us every single day. We thank you, Father, for this new day. We thank you for the week gone by. We thank you for the powerful teaching that you have given us last night. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to speak to us, that you do not stop. You are always here teaching us, showing us the way ahead, warning us, convicting us, never condemning us. And you draw us in again close to you this morning to be with you, to hear from you, to learn from you, to receive grace from you, Lord and to pour your joy and your peace into our hearts. So that when you pour that peace into our hearts, in our stillness, we are able to be calm even in the face of a storm. And we want to share that peace, Father, that only you give and no one else can give. And what you give, no one can take away. We share that peace with all our brothers and our sisters that are part of this prayer meeting and are part of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share your peace and joy with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them. We offer ourselves, Father, to stand in that gap and to intercede on their behalf, praying with you, O Holy Spirit. We share your peace with all those that are called Christians by your name and have not yet encountered you, have not yet experienced that personal relationship with you, and with all those that willingly stay away, that have chosen darkness over you, either under a lie or under ignorance. We come against all that ignorance, Father. Let every such veil be torn down. Let every mountain of lie that has been told to them be cut down. That they might experience your peace. That they might know you. And that they might intentionally, willingly make that decision like the prodigal son to turn around and come back to the father's house. That father who is ever willing to forgive every sin. The day, the moment they turn back. That father who is ever willing to shower his love upon them, put a ring of his recognition, his favor upon their hands. That when they turn around, their burdens are taken away. The yoke is removed off their neck and they are made free. To live a life of freedom in your kingdom. We thank you, Father. And as we pray this morning, we call on your name. The name of our God and our King, our Maker, the Great I Am, 
the one who covers our head in the day of battle. The Father who has blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. Whose plan for us was abundance and dominion on earth. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your Son, the Word himself, the way, the truth, the life. The one through whom we are blessed with faith, with every utterance. The one who is the ideal template of Adam. The man that you created in your image and likeness. The one we look up to. So that as we read from your word and study your word, Lord, as we adopt his ways that he taught us, guided by the Holy Spirit, we come closer and closer to conforming to that image and likeness of our Christ. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of truth who guides us into all truth, the spirit of revelation, the one who heals our backsliding, the spirit of resurrection, who raised Jesus from the dead and now gives life to our mortal body. The spirit of El Shaddai, the living God. The spirit of victory. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life and of this day that you have added to our life. This new opportunity that you bless us with to renew our mind based on your word to repent for our mistakes, to learn your ways and walk humbly with you in the spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the food you put on our table, for the shelter over our head. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer where we can speak to you at will any time of the day. We can connect with you in our spirit. We thank you for that gift of your word where you have made known your will to us. To those that are not connected with you, Father, it is just a storybook. And yet into us when we read and when we ask you for that revelation, you are ever willing to pour it into our hearts. Let every heart be open to you, Father. Yours are the words of life and they are spirit. Let that spirit be poured over all mankind. That our eyes be open to see you. That we are awakened from that slumber living under a lie. We are able to stand up and live the life in accordance with the plan that you have for us. Free from slavery, free from bondage free from being victimized. We thank you, Father. And today as we pray, we reflect on the passage in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 23. Where Jesus spoke to the rich young man, the rich young ruler who wanted to find out more about eternal life. And the verses read, and when he was gone, that is when Jesus was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him 
and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why do you call me good? There is none good but one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. And honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have observed from my youth. And then Jesus said, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, one thing, there is one thing that you lack. Go your way, sell whatsoever you have and give to the poor. And you shall have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. And the young man was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked round about and said unto his disciples, How hard, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. Praise God. There's quite a few reflections in this one passage. And the first thing to note is that he recognized and acknowledged that salvation is free. That though salvation is free, we must work towards it. And that is the, this is the young man that I'm speaking about now. There are many that believe that Jesus has already done it on the cross. And so I don't need to do anything. I could just sit back and enjoy my life, my free gift of salvation. And that is not correct. What was Jesus' answer when the man asked him, what must I do to, eternal, to inherit eternal life? If it were meant to be done for you once and for all, he would have said, relax, I am here, I have done it, you don't need to do anything. But Jesus pointed him to the commandments to say, obey them if you want to retain the gift of eternal life. So our working is not about gaining that gift, we cannot earn it, but we have to retain it, we have to work towards retaining it. And I'd like to reference two scriptures here. One is Matthew chapter 5, verse 20. And here Jesus says, For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So he didn't say anything about, oh, well, if you've got salvation, then this won't matter. He was very clear here. And the second one is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 to 31. And I'll quote this from the NIV, where he says, If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth. Now, the knowledge of the truth 
and receiving it is your gift of salvation. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. That is the sacrifice that Jesus made for our sins. That is no longer valid. Verse 27. But only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severe do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So salvation is free but we still have to work to retain it. If after gaining our salvation, we turn away and continue to sin, then these verses have explained to us what comes next. Getting back to the man now, when the man said, I have kept all of these since my youth, Jesus looked on him with love, which means he appreciated his obedience to those laws. And he said, there is only one thing that you lack. Go your way, that is continue to live your life, but sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And then come, take up your cross and follow me. Now, what did he really mean here? He didn't mean the extreme, that is, give away all your belongings, become poor, and then follow me. Because he said in John 10.10, I came that you might have abundance. And I believe that abundance is also apply, applicable to the life in the flesh as well. But he wants our flesh to prosper even as our soul, our spirit prospers. So what did he really mean? The objective, the ultimate objective there was follow me. He said, take up your cross and follow me. But for that, we must be aligned to him. When would someone follow a person? It's a question that does come up here. We would follow anyone when we make him first above all things. When we look up to him. But our life is full of cares and worries. Jesus is not the top priority because we are too busy. Too busy thinking about my life, my children, my car, my business, my work, my social media, my image in society, my house. Everything that I love so much that I can make, wait, that I can make Jesus wait, but I cannot make those things wait. Everything 
that becomes an object of idolatry in our life, whereby Jesus becomes second or still worse further down the line. He was speaking about all those things that we idolize. And you can see that in the young man. He did not want to give it up. He was so attached to it. He wants us to be living in abundance, but not attached to it. He was speaking about all those things. He talks about these possessions that keep us away from him. And he says, go give it away. So there's two things here. One is detach. So that we're not really connected to earthly. If we're more connected and deeply rooted in the earthly, we cannot be connected in the spiritually. The second, which is a way to detach, is to give it away. When we start giving and we have that giving nature in us, then there is nothing that we will not give. There is nothing that we really hold close, so close to us that it keeps us from being a giver. Being a giver is the very nature of God, of Jesus. He only gave and keeps on giving. That's what he wants in us. His image and his likeness is what he wanted to make us in. He wants us to reconform to that image. And in giving, he wants us to bless someone. We see that spoken in quite a few other passages. And he attaches his law to it as well. Where he says, there is he that scatters and yet increases. And there is he that holds more than is required and yet tends to poverty. And in Luke 6.38, he says, which is very common, and we say it's part of our, I confess boldly as well. Give and it shall be given unto you. So he attaches his laws of abundance to being a giver. More importantly, in Luke 12, verse 34, he says, where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. The question for us this morning is, where is your treasure? What, it is, what is it that you value the most? And is there something that you value so much that has made you push Jesus away? What is it that takes priority over him in your life? When all you really need is him. But many of us shudder even at the thought of going to church. And we think, no, I'm not a holy Joe. Or that is for the priest or the charismatics or for others to pursue, not for me. I have my life to live. We do exactly what the young man did. We walk away when Jesus is calling us. Some of us sad in our hearts, knowing it, but yet continuing to walk. Others not really caring at all. They are very clear on where their priorities are and that is not Jesus. Because it is too difficult to give up our ego, our pride, our lifestyle, our habits, our enjoyment, all of it. People of great possessions are we, like the young men. It is not only physical wealth, 
it is more of the emotional factors that he wants us to control. And the Lord said in Jeremiah 29 verse 13, you shall seek me. The man came seeking eternal life and that life is through Jesus. So Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, you shall seek me and you shall find me, which means he will be found and will give the free gift of salvation. But when will he give it? When you shall seek me with all your heart. Not half-hearted. Not part-time love affair with Jesus. With all your heart. And then come and take up your cross. Now he's already referring to his passion and his death here. What he's really saying is follow my path. Take up your ministry, your work in my kingdom. And all the challenges that may come with it, knowing that I am with you. Serve me and follow my word and my will, my direction. The path that I shall lead you on. Knowing that it is the path to abundance in your life in the kingdom. So he gives three steps there. To inherit life in the kingdom. And to maintain it. Go sell all your possessions. Give up and be a giver. Take up your cross. Align yourself to the path. And then follow me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. That as we reflect on this, you show us a visual of our own personal journey in our life and all those great possessions that we have that have pushed you to the corner. That we are willingly able to make that conscious decision under your grace to sell all that does not belong to you, all that does not align with you every kind of false feeling and thought that has been infused into our mind, into our habits, into our nature, to release it, to give it away, and to come towards you. By studying your word to align with it, to be guided and convicted by the Holy Spirit, holding his hand, walking in the path of the light that he shows us. We ask for that growth in our spirit, for that edification, Father. And as we pray for spiritual growth, we also pray for our physical needs, those of our families, our prayer group, for all those that are battling sickness and disease, those that are hospitalized, those that will undergo surgeries, those that are battling life-threatening diseases. We pray in a special way for all families as well. Every family that is part of this Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group. We pray for their protection and cover them and every member of their family by your precious blood, Jesus. Father, this is a family of intercessors that pray not just for themselves, also for others. I ask you to honor that ministry that they have taken up by will 
and let your grace and your favor shower on each of these families that they lack nothing. Nothing in their finances, nothing in the love in their homes, and nothing when it comes to boldness and obedience to your will and your word. We pray in a special way also for all those families that are battling forces of division and separation, spirits of diverse infidelity, violence and abuse. We come against them in your name, Jesus. We command them under your authority that you have given us. We cast them out of these homes that we pray for. We pray also in a special way for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives that are limited in any way, kept yoked and in bondage. All those that have that are experiencing joblessness, those that are in poverty, those that are battling financial challenges, those that are fighting to come up from addictions, to rise above them, rise above anxiety, depression, fits of rage and anger, any kind of compulsive behavior that seeks to keep your people yoked, Father. We come against it in the name of Jesus. We break that chain of limitation over their life. We speak abundance. We speak liberty. By the spirit of liberty, we speak freedom. We speak your joy in their hearts. We speak your faith, Lord. So that along with that faith, the hope that they carry of the prayer that they have made will be manifest. Their expectation shall meet manifestation, Father. We believe this and we receive it in our hearts. We pray in a special way for all those in our family and friend circles that have not yet encountered you and received their gift of salvation. Quicken them, O oh Father, and they shall call on your name and be delivered. They shall be saved. They shall not end up in shame. It shall not end up in the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families. We now connect with you in our spirit, O Holy Spirit, joining our spirit to yours to be one. Make this our prayer of agreement knowing that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we act in faith, you move like you hovered over the earth that was void and without form at the word spoken by the Father. We believe and we know in our hearts, Father, that you honor our faith as well. And as we release our faith now when we pray in the Spirit, we believe this prayer is an answered prayer. It must bring manifestation on all those areas that we have prayed for. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in. And all those that are praying for the gift of tongues to take a step forward in faith, to boldly unmute and loosen your tongue. Start speaking syllables, la, 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 and let the Holy Spirit take over. Unless you speak, 
he cannot take over. He needs that faith of you stepping up. And you are praying with your family, so there is nothing to feel ashamed or afraid of. Let us please unmute now and make our prayer in faith. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shara Baba Yaraskalara Dereseodaran Derekrate Katiaskalara Nadasatara Jalara Dara Dara Sudala <laughs> 
we have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. Or it's just a reflection. Have you ever wondered about what it is that makes us different from people around us? What is it that sets you and me apart as a daughter and a son of God? It is having a life marked by hearing the voice of God that makes us different from most people around us. And that developing this lifestyle as children of God is a growing, deepening process that can enable you and me to live in tune with God's voice and to experience more of his presence in every area of our lives. Hearing and reading the word of God helps with this. And then the wisdom to use the word commanding changes in our lives for the glory of God. There's a scripture that has been added there, which is Galatians 3 verses 28 and 29. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be of Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to his promise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There are also verses that I have been led to while we reflected in silence. That is from Mark chapter 9. From verse 43 onwards. Where it says, and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offends thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter, halt into life, than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And if your eye offends thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye, than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone shall be salted with fire and every sacrifice shall be salted with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost his saltiness, wherewith will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Very deep verses for us to reflect on. There are multiple messages in there. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day, so that as we are blessed, 
Let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everybody. God bless. Thank you, Russell. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Yeah, everyone. Thank you. God bless you.